Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, we read, Now there were some present at that same time who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all of the other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. Verse 4, Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the men who dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. The individuals that brought Jesus this account were much like modern man when it came to their thinking concerning God and believing they were witnessing judgment when catastrophes fell upon people. And they looked upon the catastrophic events in their fallen world and believed that this was God and the way he operated. Now such thinking actually goes on to naturally lead to the next leap, which was if such things did not happen to them, then they therefore must be okay with God. Even today, much of mankind sees such events and refers to them as, quote, acts of God, end quote. But the reality is that we all stand at the edge of death every day. Such events are not the manifestation of God, or at least not in his fullness. No, a greater judgment is coming, and no man will escape that court date. The manner of a person's death is not a measurement of his or her righteousness or lack thereof. What is important is to always be ready to pass over into the hands of the judge and to be without blame when we do. And in that, the choice is ours. Verse 6 of our text goes on and says, He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. He said to the vine dresser, Behold, these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it waste the soil? And he said, Lord, leave it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, fine. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. In the lives of so very many, Jesus had and has been looking for fruit for a very long time. God was being so patient and had been so very patient with those he loved. But he was also acknowledging that there was indeed an end to his patience and an end to his waiting. He had a right to expect fruit from his fields, a return on his investment. He had a right to expect fruit from us also. The fruit of our lives, what our lives are producing, reflects what kind of person we truly are. For apple trees do not grow oranges and cherry trees do not produce bananas. And furthermore, a healthy tree will not fail to produce fruit. In fact, it will produce in amounts equal to its health. So I ask, 
What, if anything, are you producing today? Beginning in verse 10 of our chapter here in Luke, we read, He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. Behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. She was bent over and could in no way straighten herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. He laid hands on her, and immediately she stood up straight and glorified God. Now, this account was actually the last time we know of where Jesus was received into a synagogue. As time went on, you see, Jesus became more and more controversial, not just in the eyes of the unbelievers, but even the religious folks found Jesus increasingly unpalatable. Now, notice that all of the players in this account are actually believers in God, a.k.a. the religious church-going folks. Certainly knowing this changes the dynamic of the story, I believe, for Jesus here was now going up against what we think of as the status quo. He had already reminded his disciples that he had not come to make peace, but rather division. And in doing so, he would pull down all of the religious foundations of that day and rebuild the spiritual kingdom from the ground up. Sadly, such a reconstruction would occur only for those who would receive such personally. For corporately, the entrenched religiosity of the world has continued and actually continued unabated right up until today. As Jesus taught, he came across this woman in the midst, one who was in need. It seems that she understood her situation and quite likely specifically came looking for Jesus. While this woman did nothing overtly wrong at all, one has to question if that is actually the way we should be handling our problems. Meaning, do we look to him or do we actually look for him? Our text tells us that this woman had a spirit of infirmity, quote-unquote, and had it for 18 years. With this information, there's a couple things to consider. One, the problem she had was obviously of a physical nature. Now, we do not have emphatic details, but she was sick one way or another. And certainly the Bible in no way tells us that all sickness is a spiritual issue. Therefore, we know that not all illness is caused directly by Satan. However, according to Scripture, we also know that some illness is caused by Satan. Secondly, we often tend to enter into a scriptural passage with a rather pre-existing stance or maybe a denominational position which can easily muddy the issue for us. And then we can lose the clarity of what is happening. The point in this story is not what the spiritual infirmity is, meaning physical illness or otherwise. And and we need to be careful not to skew the story in that direction because if we do, it misses the point. The issue here is that there was a spiritual bondage and that bondage had this woman in its grip. And furthermore, Jesus was the answer. The answer to such bondage, it's the same no matter what the bondage is, whether it's alcohol or drugs or sex or anger, whatever tendency to become entrapped in such things is the result of the human condition. 
the fallen state of mankind? The answer was, and still is, Jesus Christ. But how do we know it was indeed, well, an act of love? How do we know it was an act of God? Well, because she glorified God as a result. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.